You're listening to the Live Out Loud podcast with River Wynn and Michelle Flamer. Hi, River. Hi, Michelle. <laughs> oh, my God. That was funny. We were just talking about, um, <laughs> like, her friends, the way that they used to pose when they took their pictures. I thought that was funny. Yes. And if you, you can't see what we're doing, but I was putting my hand next to my face in a very cute little, like, hello, baby doll way. <laughs> yes. I, taught Kate, I taught Kate in that very early on. <laughs> like, <laughs> hey, hey, if you want that, go up to your mom and make that face. <laughs> mm, Ivy is so good at My daughter Ivy is so good at that. She'll like do the big puppy dog eyes. And she'll just oh, look at me gosh. like, mom, can I have this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Those are so cute. Those eyes. I love I when come on little animals, like in cartoons. Mm-hmm. Cat, what is that cat? The uh, um, boots. Oh, puss, yeah, puss yeah, puss boots. Boots. yeah, yeah, yeah. That. <laughs> His little eyes when he looks up. It was so sweet. Yeah, that's what my daughter looks like. <laughs> so we talked about a topic. Tell the people what the topic is. We decided we were going to talk about our intuition today. (laughs) I like we need a little bit of that flute music. Yes. Yes. (laughs) My air flute. Um, Air flute. Trusting. Intuition. Trusting. What else do we say is a term for intuition? Synchronicities? Mm. Synchronicity. Yeah. Synchronicities. Or I think like synchronicities is like something people pay attention to. That's true. That's true. I think intuition is like an internal thing. Yeah. Trusting your guts. Um, listening to your inner voice. Inner voice, yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And good. and so many of us don't listen to our intuition. Wait. What are we doing then? We're ignoring it. We just ignore our intuition. God, what does that feel? We ignore our intuition. Yeah, because socially we're not taught to trust ourselves. In fact, everything we hear from a young age is the opposite. Don't trust yourselves. Look look externally. Mm-hmm. Look for other people to tell you mm-hmm. what to do with your life. And how to feel or behave. Yeah, society and uh, a lot of women. Are you talking strictly about women? Or are you talking about just any kid growing up? All, all kids, all genders, all genders, you know. I think that women are a little bit more in tune with their intuition from a young age. Because we are so intuitive by nature. Mm -hmm. But still, so many of us have to work through and unpack getting more in touch with ourselves and listening to ourselves. How, um, how did you learn to trust yourself? Hmm. It's so interesting because I look back at my childhood And I trusted myself as a child. 
I trusted my intuition, like that internal feeling, that gut feeling, that voice in my head. I, I trusted it. Mm-hmm. And then as time went on, as a child, especially growing up in a very conservative religious setting mm-hmm. where quite literally we were taught, like, it, it's a sin to trust yourself, basically. Mm-hmm. You know, only God knows what's right. Um, and so I became conditioned to not trust myself. Mm-hmm. And so I think that has shaped so many ways that I made decisions in my adult life. Mm-hmm. And I look back and I, I, I can see like a progression of, of self-growth where in the process of utilizing therapy and moving through big lessons and big chapters of life and building that trust muscle for myself, mm-hmm. I'm in a space now where I am the one that I trust the most. I don't trust anyone else more than I trust myself. Mm-hmm. I look to myself for the answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That yeah. took time. It's not, it's not an overnight thing. That's what I was going to say. That, that takes a long time sometimes because mm-hmm. we're human and it's just that ebb and flow. It's life where, you know, we live with our parents up and some, you know, up until we're 18, 19, depending mm-hmm. on where you go to school or even more, right? Into your 20s. And to feel like um, you're not trusted or trustworthy enough or, I mean, that'll just damage you over the years. So the longer you might be with those in that environment or whatnot it's easy to not trust yourself too when you have externals telling you like yeah you be trusted even yeah if, if you know right from wrong mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know it's so interesting being a parent now mm-hmm. and trying to teach my children to trust their own intuition mm-hmm And so for me, that looks like when they come to me to ask me questions about how I think they should feel or how they should even, even things like, mom, what outfit should I wear today? Mm. Mm, Well, what do you like? Mm -hmm. What, what feels good to you? Mm -hmm. Look outside. How's, how's the, how's the weather today? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's cold. Well, so how do you feel like you should dress in the cold today? Just even like that, that sounds so basic, but teaching children to trust themselves mm-hmm. and trust their ability to make decisions mm-hmm. and feel confident in that. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's how you raise children who are connected to their intuition. Yeah, definitely. I think, uh, I don't think anyone ever really taught that to me. I think the only time mm-hmm. I think I felt like that was when I was playing tennis and I had a coach, you know, and, he would be like, well, we, cause we talk strategy. Cause I played doubles mm. and it's like, you have to trust your gut. Cause now you have, and you, cause you have your partner. So you have to trust your partner and you have to trust your own gut. Like which, where am I going to hit? Where am I going to land this ball? Cause you know, like when you play enough, you know, the strategy and mm. You're like, if they move that way, I can adjust just enough to like slam it past them. 
or at their and that's feet. a that's a knowledge that you have and you trust that knowledge yeah i mean that was definitely a muscle built up over time just yeah intuition's the same it can go from that's sports it can be for all across your whole life i mean that's the cool thing it's not just yeah for, not singularly it's because you no. can say oh i trust my skills today to mm -hmm allow me to do the job that I'm supposed to do, you know, so that I can make the money that I want to make so that I can live the life that I want to live. Right. Like, so. Yeah. You know. Would you say like, as I'm, we're talking about this, like, would you say, do you think that intuition, like the more connected to your intuition and yourself, you are the more confident you are as a person. 100%. It's interesting when, when a day may be super chaotic and you have to make choices, how you'll question it more on those days when you're just in chaos mode, when you're not present and, and grounded in your own person, you have to have that, you know, you have to be in your body that day. Mm. So for you, do you feel strongly connected to your intuition? Mm -hmm. I do. I work. How hard. does that? Yeah. How does that like present for you? Like, what are the things that make you feel your intuition? How does it feel in your body? How How does the intuition feel in my body? Yeah. Like, how do you know that you're listening to yourself? Mm. When everything comes easy. Mm. Then I'm like, okay, we're here. I I said I wanted to be here. Now I'm here and now, and it just feels good. It feels mm. easy. So it's a feeling. Mm -hmm. The feeling of ease. Mm. There's a, yeah, there's a quietness. Like when you say the word mm -hmm. ease and I, I, to me, mm -hmm. I hear the word quiet mm -hmm. in my head for me hearing my intuition and being aligned with my intuition and connected to myself feels like inner peace and quiet mm -hmm. like that. where I'm so internally grounded that I can hear my truth mm -hmm. so loudly. What's really crazy to me is because you're saying you're internally grounded, like internally, that's just how you are typically. Mm -hmm. I used to think I was super external through mm. this journey, like this spiritual therapy, get in my own space, get my own face journey has allowed me to trust myself more, but it's also made me feel like Maybe I was extroverted for a different reason. Maybe I was extroverted as a mask, mm -hmm. as a shield to whatever part that name's going to be. Mm. Yeah. I don't know. Jimbo. Jimbo has been a part of me. <laughs> and through this, gaining more, uh, more and more strength around my intuition, my knowing that knowing that that's where the ease is, the knowing. It's not just like the intuition of it. The intuition for me is like that step where I'm like, 
I feel like something good is coming or I feel like, mm. I feel like something, there's a shift, you know, like something like, yeah, sense, like a tingle, you know, yeah. like tingles. And then the, and then the intuition will either just be a, a hunch, uh, you know, something in my head that maybe I just write down in my journal or does it turn into the knowing part of my intuition, which for mm. me is like soul level. You can so, feel that. Yeah. For your whole you know, body too. Right. Yeah. Which is part of that. Yeah. Ease, right. Like it's in there. And so when you kind of get to that place of peace, it just is very comforting. So when you think back to times when you were not as connected to yourself and you were not in relationship, in deep relationship and connection with your intuition, what did that look like and feel like? The difference between the two are night and day, but the one, if I'm not connected, I might say, oh, well, I got lucky today. I got lucky on that. Mm. Oh, I like, I still recognize the, the moment, but I may label it something different. Mm. I'm in more chaos. I'll just be like, yeah, chaos. Like, or like, that may be, that was an intuition, but it was more like relief that the other part of it didn't go down or whatever it is. You know what I mean? It's mm, like, mm -hmm. Or that didn't go my way today or, you know, that type of stuff. So I think when I'm more in chaos again, it's like, I can't even see the signs when I'm in chaos because yeah. now that I live a more mindful and intentional life, I, I value the silence. I value the, like the, the act of waking up and thinking, hmm, and just being open to like what's coming through and then what the day yeah. holding. It's the knowing that I have 100% control over how I walk and move through the day. Yeah. And as you're saying that, like what came up for me was, you know, that distinction between, you know, being connected to your intuition equals peace and quiet and clarity. Mm -hmm. And then oh, when you're just when you're disconnected, I know for me, like you said, the word chaos, and that's very much how I would describe my internal world feels chaotic when I'm not connected to myself and grounded. Mm -hmm. And then my external world is a reflection of that. It's oh, chaos in my life and, and that's what when I I'm not connected about. to self. Right. And then what I was going to say about the external just came back to me while I was going down that road was I'm, I'm more inter internal now. Yeah. I'm also, I'm also more mindful of like how someone and I are approaching a conversation and I sit in this place of being utterly patient, like mm -hmm. curious and patient and like, yeah, really like it, it, it very excited and extra and extroverted in mm -hmm. the moment, like hearing all of that, but 
stepping back into my internal feeling. How do I feel while this person is talking? Like checking yes. with myself. Yes. Like I used to only get quiet, like by myself, like, or like, you know, mm. like even if I'm out in a, on a hike then, or, you know, anytime in nature, it's like, I can block everybody out, but now I can be focused and present with another person in front of me, like on a zoom call or like in person. And I can literally check in with myself from like toe to head, you know, toes to head. Yeah. So, and, and allow like the conversation to unfold feeling like where I'm at. And that's really new. I love that. And, and I'll share it. So, you know, you were talking about how, you know, a lot of that presented like as extrovert for you. I'm the opposite where for so much of my life, I have presented as very introverted and it's so fascinating because people would say to me, like, you seem like you're introverted, you're reserved, like you don't speak much when you're social. And it was so fascinating because my internal world mm-hmm. was just utter, I'm going back to that word chaos, yes. utter chaos where I was evaluating every single interaction and conversation through the lens of, do they like me? Am mm-hmm. I being good enough? Where it was like my self narratives and my inner voice were just working against me in such a negative way that I couldn't show up mm-hmm. and be present enough in conversation. So I would just stay quiet because I didn't feel like I could speak yeah. without causing myself internal distress. And I've noticed that the more that I have become deeply grounded and in touch with myself and confident in who I am, and the more internally quiet I am, and the more, like you said, you know, your your ability to scan yourself from head to toe, the more I'm able to be present in myself, the more I am able to be socially available and present for people. And so like today I was at a vendor event, um, a crafting show, and a couple of years ago I would go to these and it would just drain me mm. and I would just be so so internally exhausted by how my brain was like applying a negative narrative to every single interaction. Well, they don't like what I have to offer. They don't like me and that conversation. Did I say too much about myself? Like this constant narrative in my head. And today I loved it because it was just peaceful and calm inside of myself. And I walked away from that vendor show, um, having the best vendor show I've ever had for myself And not only that, but I also connected with some other single moms who, when they came to my table and we started having conversation, I was able to hold space for them. And they just started pouring out to me. And I was like, hey, let's trade numbers because I know what you're going through. And if you want some support, I would love to give you some support mom to mom. I would never have been able to do that a couple of years ago. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, the more I am, the more I'm in touch with myself, Mm -hmm. it then pours over. Mm-hmm. And to how I interact with others, because I'm able to see them not through my internal lens of negativity and self narratives, right. but truly see them where they're at and exactly. be there for them. It's really, um, it's really quite wonderful when you can do that. And I was thinking while you were talking um, about like the the intuition part, and I was thinking about 
why didn't I trust my intuition till much later in life? Like I really, I, I didn't really trust my intuition till I was like maybe 29. And I don't mm. know if it's like a common thing is like you're almost in your thirties. And so you're feeling like, you know, you've arrived or whatever, but I was thinking about codependency and mm. pleasing as part of my mask. Mm. And because I was so, I was just so beaten down for whatever it is like parents or, you know, um, family, you know, whatever, whatever, like I allowed those beliefs to like, Faster, mm-hmm. and um, mm-hmm. I really, I realized I was living for so many people growing up, and I don't think it was until I was really more tr- truly on my own, where I didn't need my parents, and I didn't, because then I almost pulled myself out of that situation, and. I could then start trusting myself because I no longer was like having to please them. Yeah. Yeah. Doesn't it make you wonder what our children's experiences are going to be as adults? Because yeah. we are raising conscious children mm-hmm. as con- we, we are conscious parents mm-hmm. who have not only shown them how to do the work, Mm-hmm. But we're teaching them to trust themselves. Mm-hmm. I know that like, even now, observing my my eight year old, my five year old, they are so much more confident in how they interact with the world, mm-hmm. and they're so much more trusting of themselves than I ever was at their age because it wasn't allowed. For me. And you know, you hear a lot of parents get frustrated by their opinionated children mm-hmm. and the children who talk back and all of that. And, and and I look at that as wow, your child is so comfortable with you and is so comfortable with who they are. Mm-hmm. They have no fear of speaking their mind. Mm-hmm. They have no fear of telling you what they want. Yeah. Wait till you meet Katie. And that's beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. Oh, I yeah. know. Our kids, would, our kids would. They're going to they're gonna, <laughs> they have no problem speaking their mind. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's very true. And the other day I was just thinking, um, Kaden was just about, I was just giving her kiss goodnight and tucking her in because, you know, you still got to do that, like no matter yeah. what. And I said, she's like, oh, and I was like, what's what's going on? She goes, this math homework that I did, I don't know if it's my best work. And I said, mm. well, is it due? You know, and so she's like, probably I think it was like the next day. And I said, well, do you want me to set your alarm a half an hour earlier so that you can like review it and like just check it out? And she said, "Um, yeah, maybe. I said, because I trust you, whatever you come through with, I Mm -hmm. trust you're going to look at it for a second time and you'll know whether it's your best work or it can be improved upon. Mm. And so I said, are the answers right? You know, she's like, oh yeah, the answer's right. It just doesn't look like, you know, whatever, you know, what she typically likes. Yeah. But it's, you know, so I just, I I do, I, I find myself that I say that, hey, I, I trust you. If that's what you said you want to do, let's do it. Which builds so much confidence for them because mm-hmm. I know for me, for me as a kid, 
and I, I don't know if this is typical of a lot of children's experiences because of where and how I grew up in a conservative religious cult. But my experience was that my parents, like, that is children, children are to be seen and not heard. And so mm-hmm. you don't have an opinion. And you're told how to feel. And you're told how to observe. And, and you're being told to intake. And there's a prescribed way of living. And the minute you deviate from that prescribed way of existence and behaving as a child, you get in trouble. Mm-hmm. And so for me now to watch my children be themselves mm-hmm. has done so much for me and healing my own childhood wounds. Of oh, that. 100%. There are biggest. Not only, yeah. Not only am I healing myself by doing the work to heal that for myself mm-hmm. by trusting myself now, right. but in the process of teaching my children to trust themselves and observing them going out to the world with that confidence, it, it heals so much for me and affirms for me that I should have had that as a child. Mm-hmm. And so I think one of the most beautiful things that we can do as parents is set an example for our children Yeah, by being open and vulnerable and, and working through our shit and letting our kids see that so that they, they know that it's okay to be human mm-hmm. and it's okay to trust yourself. Mm-hmm. I uh, just started reading this book, The Inner Work. Ooh, what is that? It's it's awesome. It's um, it's by Matt and Ash. They're like, like TikTok made it like number one or whatever. But oh. it's the inner work will take you on a hero's journey through the uncharted depths of your subconscious mind to understand your shadows and unlock the greatness of your full potential. By mm. process of radical self analysis. And a practical three-step method, the inner work invites you to let go of your struggle with life. And it says on the little, if you are a human and you want to be happy, this book is for you. (laughs) I thought that was love that. I know. What would you, what would you say has been the most helpful tool for you in learning to trust your intuition? What has been the, the biggest tool for helping you connect to your intuition? Honestly, probably meditation. Yeah. And just also like taking chances. And like you take you can take chances mm. to like sort of build up that muscle a little bit. And you're not because sometimes it's you're gonna fail and that's okay. Mm. It doesn't mean like it has to be completely perfect, but sometimes it's it's parts of your life that you don't even realize you're you are starting to build on parts of that muscle just by taking risks I love that because and I just had a thought as you're saying that like I think one of the reasons why so many people don't trust their intuition is because they're afraid of failure Mm -hmm. and and when you get to a space in life where you are okay with things not working out and you look as fail, you look at failure as being knowledge and information mm-hmm. versus a reflection of who you are. Mm-hmm. So you make a decision, whether it's, let's say you're taking a job and, and you don't know if this job is going to work out for you. Mm-hmm. The job doesn't work out for you and you decide right. you're, you got to quit it. Like that doesn't make you a failure. 
you have just learned what works for you and doesn't work for you. So you're in this elimination process of narrowing down what serves you and what doesn't serve you. Exactly. I mean, it's not always going to just feel like a gut moment. It's going to be sometimes a thoughtful, drawn out process because if you're weighing on building a home, it's not just, well, where are we going to throw down the concrete? You know, it's like you have to like really take those steps to see the big picture and have the architect and, you know, contractors to tell you, no, you can't put your concrete there. And you're like, oh, why not? You know what I mean? Like, there's yeah, a, yeah. There's a process to like laying all this foundation before mm-hmm. you trust your gut or your instinct. And sometimes you get angel chills. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's conversations with people and like, and saying to people, you know, what do you think about this? And hearing their opinion and kind of going, okay, that resonates. It either feels sort of that, look, I can lean into that or hell no. Like I'm never going to yeah. that. Like knowing you know, knowing also like, what's your no, no, you know, like no instinct involved. It's like, sometimes I will, I will say, I feel like, and I feel like this, like is so applicable, especially to like dating too. Yeah. You know, we're dating. I I think a lot of people look at dating as like, it's such an awful process. Like it's horrible, like going on all these dates. And it's like, if you can look at dating when you're ready to date and like find your person, if you can look at it as being like a practice of trusting yourself, mm-hmm. trusting your boundaries, trusting your needs, trusting mm-hmm. how you feel and look at dating as a process of elimination mm-hmm. of being an exercise in how does this feel? Yes. Does this work for me? Yeah. One of my friends did describe it like you're trying a person on for a cup of coffee or whatever it is, whatever that length of time is. And being able to trust yourself that when it doesn't feel right Mm -hmm. to say, no, this doesn't serve or no, you've crossed my boundaries a couple of weeks into dating bye, or even like getting a sense for like, as a person approaches you like, Oh no, I can tell from this person's energy. This, this is not what I'm looking for and being okay with saying that. What about the the wife who always knows when her husband is cheating or that mm-hmm. sixth sense intuition? Like, you know, yeah. it's I think it can come on like that when it's not a slow like you're going to have certain things just tr- because you trust yourself so implicitly within X, Y, Z. Yeah. And, you know, W is a little iffy, but when it's X, Y, Z, and they all line up like that, I know my, uh, that knowing takes over. Yeah. And it's interesting because you'll hear people say like, for example, if they've caught their spouse cheating um, or they're getting divorced because of cheating, you will often hear them say things like, I always had a feeling that this was happening because I noticed this thing. I noticed that, but he said that it wasn't, or he had, or she, or whoever it is, right? Totally. Had had a good excuse, and I was trying to do the right thing and trying to trust them and give them the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. But you had a knowing, mm-hmm. you had a knowledge, and you didn't listen to it. Mm-hmm. And then when you did listen to it, 
that is when shit hits the fan. And I think oftentimes too, like on that vein, I think a lot of people don't trust their intuitions or they ignore their intuition and their knowing because they're afraid of what's going to happen when they vocalize it or they acknowledge it. Because like, if you are someone who is catching your spouse cheating, what is the result of that? If you call them out on it, what's going to happen? It could break up your family. It could lead to divorce. It could disrupt your lives. And people are so afraid of pain and the unknown. Totally. That trusting your your intuition and speaking up sometimes leads you down a difficult path that usually has a big beautiful light at the end of the at the end of the path. Well, I I I know that's what happens when we trust ourselves because even though let's just say you and I we asked our spouses for a divorce Mm -hmm. in our in our intuition and knowing we knew it was it had to be the right time. It was like. We knew it. We woke up. It was like, that's the freaking day it's happening. I've got to say yep. something. Yep. And your intuition, though, doesn't think about steps now B through J. We don't think about that. We think we have to be out. We're already jumping into QRST, right? Like we're way mm-hmm. beyond that. And it's like, we're not in that space of thinking, Oh, well, I mean, like we have that intuition knowing that whatever the steps are, it doesn't matter. We know we're going to be okay because we trust ourselves in that space. Now, yes. Now, yes. Yeah, Looking yeah, back, I'm yeah. like the the choice to, to, to ask for a divorce, to say I'm leaving was was so terrifying because I didn't know what was going to happen and I didn't trust myself enough mm. to, to know that I was going to be okay. At that time, I didn't know if I was going to be okay. Really? Yeah, no, I, I didn't wow. know that I was going to be okay. But I chose, I made that decision. And the second, and the beautiful thing is that the moment I made that decision, everything started to fall into place. That's what I mean. That's what it I'm was. Saying, the, the I'm making the decision. I'm making the decision to, to mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm, I'm getting divorced. I'm moving out. I don't know where I'm going to live. I don't know how this is going to affect my children. I don't know if we're going to have a legal battle. I don't know if I'm going to get to keep my house, my car, my dog, any of this, but I know in myself that I can't do this anymore. Mm-hmm. And so I'm going to trust that and see what happens. And when I made that decision to trust that knowledge of this doesn't serve me and I need to, I need to get out, a house came up for me mm-hmm. at the very same time, my best friend and her husband discovered that they were moving for a job and their house became available and they were looking for tenants and they were like, we want you as a tenant. And I've been living in this house for two years now and I love it. It was like the perfect home for me and my children. And so it was like, things started to fall into place. Yeah. I was like, I don't know. If I may be able to survive financially, mm-hmm. but yeah, every single month I have made it. See that. So when you choose yourself and you yeah. trust yourself, the universe shows up for you by saying, that's okay, it. you, you made the choice. Here is what you need to survive this. Mm-hmm. I mean, I have a different story in that sense because I just, I knew I intuitively trusted everything that everything was going to be totally fine for Mm -hmm. both of us on on either side but you know it just really depends on where you are in that yeah 
me of yeah financial, you know, and, and, and a lot of other things, but mostly em emotional maturity, obviously. And I just knew our cape, our, both of our capabilities and, you know, we were going to be, we were really focused on being the best co-parents. And I just knew that would win out at the end of the day. Like, so I think that, tr that trust piece you're talking about, I think that that comes when you are able to look at your fears mm -hmm. and acknowledge them and say, yeah, I have this fear, totally. but that doesn't have to define my experience. Nope. And that that's a fear. And that there's a part of me that feels that way because it's scared. What does that part of me need to feel safe and secure? And like, then reassure it, reassure it. Like I acknowledge you, I acknowledge your fear, but also we're going to be okay because I'm in charge and I'm taking care of us. And when you come to that space where you can look at your fears and acknowledge them and love them and then release them, mm -hmm. you can literally do anything in life. True. That's with trust. That's why and I know that you're going to be okay. Cause you're always going to be okay internally. That's why I say yes to almost everything. Like it's very rare in life where I say yes, every yes has turned into a cool adventure, um, a friendship, mm -hmm. um, a cool new job, you know, um, being on, you know, different groups and committees or whatever that is. It's like, there's, there's that intuition. And when we, if we go full circle, when we fight it, when we just say to ourselves and talk and have all these crazy beliefs and everything, um, then shit just isn't, it just isn't fun. It's like, it's like the more you trust yourself, the trust the universe, God, whoever you want to talk to, if you just trust that truly, genuinely, everything is going to be okay and just stay in the now. And uh, it brings up for me, like when I was a kid, I always hated so much hearing the phrase, have faith. Mm -hmm. have faith and trust mm -hmm. but now I see so much value in that and that's like my mm -hmm. mantra now is have faith have trust because it's been my experience that when I do mm -hmm. make decisions and trust myself and trust that I'm always going to be okay no matter what because I'm mm -hmm. okay in myself totally. my experience yeah. has been that life is beautiful exactly even in the midst of pain. <laughs> Even more so in the midst of pain, because pain reminds us that we have a heart, that we feel that we're feeling beings. Because when you are in pain, guess where that comes from? That stems from love. I mean, that's love is the basis of all of this. And when we can just be present and trust that things are always going to work out for us yes when that happens that everything is meant to work out for us so yeah. i mean that's that's really it love yeah yeah it always comes back to that especially in a growth journey especially with intuition because i mean really truly the more you trust yourself, the more you love yourself. That is you giving love to yourself.
that's the journey is self-love. It's just, yeah, it's got to come back because there's so many people on a healing journey right now. Yeah. So many people on a healing journey and it's, um, it's going to be a really different place next year with the collective human beings in general. Um, so yeah, thank you, my friend. Yeah. Love you as always. This is a beautiful oh, I, conversation. Beautiful conversation. So appreciate you so much. You too. Mwah. Mwah. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode today, be sure to subscribe and share because what do we say, baby? Sharing is caring. <laughs>